Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a football Thursday. It's football every day, really, man. You just yeah, keep yeah, saying yeah. football, football, football. It's soon going to be not, though. It's soon. So. You're right. Soon there will be a uh, loaded NBA slate in some spring training action in baseball. And there's going to be so much more to talk about here on the Mojo Market Report. But the main focus right now is the divisional round, the NFL playoffs. It's here. I do want to remind everybody that we are available for download as an app on the old Google now. So all you green texters out there, you now have access to everything that we're seeing each and every day so on the, the on Android, the, app. the Android. Yeah. What would I say? The oh, Google. green texters. Well, that's like Google store or something like that. Yeah. The Google play store. But I think that that might've gotten confusing for anybody that doesn't have the Google phone. Nonetheless, Android, Google. <laughs> Nonetheless, if you don't have an iPhone, you now can also download Mojo. Yes. So do that. And Any, invest all smartphones. Today. All smartphones. There you go. Yeah. All smart. Is there? There's no. There's not a third option, right? There's just only well, like, there is a Google phone. That's the reason why I corrected uh, you because okay. there is a Google phone, but I think it's powered by Android. So anytime you want to download an app on an Android, it's usually the Google Store. So yes. I'm not wrong in that regard. No. Okay, good. See, I'm not, I'm not We're all, catching we, up with we the made times it, We made it. It's football Thursday, so <laughs> we don't have any games Thursday. to talk about. We figured we'd talk about the... Yeah, we'll just, we'll just talk about the, the differences between phones. Um, what would you say your favorite font is? No, here we go. Saquon. <laughs> so Saquon Barkley. Well, yesterday we dove into the quarterback matchups. Today we're going to run into the running back matchups. And then tomorrow, obviously, we'll dip right into the full games. We'll, we'll talk about the receivers and pass catchers tomorrow, but also preview the entire thing. But we're going into our running back matchups, ladies and gentlemen, and it starts with the first matchup that goes down on Saturday afternoon, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, yesterday, it was a lot of talk about Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes, rightfully so, both quarterbacks, both leaders. Interesting comparisons here when it comes to the running games of both of these teams. I want to say, Chris, they're very, very similar. Now, when you look at a Kansas City ranked defense, they're ranked seventh, they give up 107 yards a game, and Travis at the end, he kind of picked up where he left off in the regular season, uh, where he basically averaged 5.1 yards a carry. He rushed for over 1,100 yards. It was a very quiet 1,100 yards, I feel like. He can, I mean, would you give him considerations for Rookie of the Year? No. Okay, good. Uh, so we're still on Travis at the end. <laughs> we look I at mean, him. I think Brock Purdy might end it up. Get out of here. I think he might. No way, dude. Come on. It's not postseason. I understand, but who? Who? Are you an owl? Who? <laughs> That's what my dad said. Three. <laughs> so, um, if you know, you know. Yes. No, but, I mean, rookie of the year. No, it's got to be um, Kenny Pickett. No, Purdy gets it over Pickett. You are out of your mind. This is a running back show today, folks. Travis Etienne is the running back for the Jaguars. Up against a guy like uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who obviously, well, there's your... Potential rookie of the year. Another one, Pacheco out of Rutgers. Nobody expected him to do what he did this year. Pacheco goes for 830 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, but the best part about both of these guys, including Jarek McKinnon, who, by the way, is averaging nine yards a catch out of the backfield, which is just stupid. Um, but when you look at both of these guys, very similar styles. You look at the Jaguars' run defense. They're letting up 112. So both of these guys... Both of these teams letting up over 100 yards a game, which is like common at this point. I mean, it's not like it's a alarming stat. If you're if you're giving up a buck fifty every game, then I would say like, all right, you have a problem. Um, but now both of these running backs, I'm not saying gun to your head because very very similar in price, share price, 
not a lot of future value out of a guy like Jerry McKinnon because he's been around the league so long. Is there any plays in specific that you would do in this running guy, uh, running back matchup? Well, I I'm, I would say I would be avoiding the Kansas City pa- uh, running, running backs, backs in this right. one, but I won't because they I'm only in on McKinnon. I'm not going to be in on Pacheco because I don't think Pacheco gets enough out of the backfield catching the ball. I'm looking at the Jaguars. They're like top five in adjusted line yards against defensively. So like they're tough to run on. They have some matchups in their division where teams just run 30 times a game. So mm-hmm. I think it's a little skewed with the, the plus 100 yards a game because per play, they're actually in the top of the league. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to stop Pache- um, McKinnon from catching the ball out of the backfield, specifically in the red zone. Um, I, have it hard, I have a hard time going in on ETN in this one because – I think they're just going to have to throw a lot when you're playing against the Chiefs. Unless you could run the ball and establish it early and then, conversely, keep them from scoring every single time they touch the ball, which has been seemingly difficult. Uh, yet, I'm not in on ETN if they're playing catch-up, and that's the way I look at this game. There's a chance that the, the Chiefs completely beat them out of the – you know, beat the brakes off them, and there's not even a game early. Just 35 catches out of the backfield for Travis ETN, so that's not really their – Forte, when it comes to looking for pass catchers out of the backfield, he's not the guy. They do have a couple guys they splash in there a couple times, Jermichael Hasty. Um, you know, it's just a couple, couple other role players on this team. The Jaguars' offense kind of runs through Trevor Lawrence and the passing game. So that's why, yes, I agree with you. The only guy, I'm telling you, there's something about Isaiah Pacheco this year, just a hard nosed runner. I'm in on Pacheco long term. I really yeah. do think that he's found himself a role. With the Andy Reid offense, which is hard to do considering guys that are, you know, in and out of that locker room as far as the running backs. Well, he he managed to get rid of uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he's coming back, actually. He's being activated or whatever. He's been hurt for a while. Point being is even when when Clyde Edwards-Alaire was active. Yeah, he wasn't much. He wasn't getting the ball as much as Pacheco was. So Pacheco's clearly got the roster spot. They're not really looking for a running back in the offseason, I don't think, because of the fact that, well, they might have to replace McKinnon because he is in his walk year. So and that's, I wonder that's how, interesting. I wonder what team's going to pay him, like, just like almost. Probably the Chiefs. It's going to be an overpay, I think, for McKinnon. I think McKinnon's going to get into a little bit of a bidding well, war because if he is that Swiss Army knife out of the backfield like he's been this year, remember, Jarek McKinnon was a promising star look, coming into the but, league. But like, here's, the reason, liked here's the reason why McKinnon doesn't get paid big. He's in his seventh year. so he doesn't kinda... get, He's not going to get paid big because, one, he's in his seventh year. Two, two major knee surgeries already in his yeah, career. that's true. And it's not act like he hasn't had opportunities on good offenses before and not succeeded. I think it's a really good spot Fair for him again. in Kansas City. He might, get, he might get overpaid by somebody else, but at the position, I don't see it. Look at the amount of backs that are potential free agents this offseason. Yeah, you, you no, know, they're out there. There's a lot out McKinnon there. McKinnon is more of a, um, he's a, I wouldn't say he's more of a gadget guy. He typically is a gadget guy, and there's no better place for him to be as that than Kansas City. So I think that should stick. Or he should stick around there if he wants to prolong his career successfully. Got it. But I'm in on I'm in on McKinnon and no other no other running backs in this one. Okay, uh, shifting gears over to the NFC. Uh, no, no, I'm stay in the AFC. Actually, I'm going to go right through the AFC as we move on to the Bengals and the Bills. Now this one's interesting because you got Joe Mixon who's done his thing for his whole entire career. He's been a, a star stud running back. He goes for 814 uh, throughout the season. Last week, though, last week, there's a lot to be left on the table, on the plate. There was a, He did not eat last week. He only um, rushed 11 times for 39 yards and caught three balls for 17. Joe Mixon, all of a sudden, was a non-factor in their first win against the Ravens. So that's, that's alarming to me because I, I see that 
it's only going to get tougher going down the stretch. The Bills are a better team defensively, wholeheartedly. I don't think there's even a question about that. And, of course, on the other and side of things. they're definitely better stopping the run. Yeah, and on the other side Not of things. Not by much, though. Devin Singletary uh, usually turns it up around the playoff time, which is good. He had 819 yards. Um, last week, 10 rushes, 48 yards. So a lot of these running backs struggling to get things going in the first round of the playoffs and maybe testament to the obviously the um, better defenses that are approaching you. But now you look at the Buffalo Bills defense, they're ranked fourth against the run. You know what I mean? Like So they're only giving up just over 100 yards a game on the ground. Um, I don't know. When I look at this one, I, I see if I had to think about a high-powered offense that can click again with a star, I, I would lean Mixon here as far as comparing the two. Because a lot of those rushing yards get cut into in the Buffalo side of things because Josh Allen's a runner. You know what I mean? So he takes off and runs a lot. So in this one, for me, I'm all in on Joe Mixon, and I think that he has to have a bounce-back game here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to – I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm – I, but I you just are. think – Like, I'm not I, – I think that there's a chance for Mixon because I think the Bengals are going to play well in this game. But I think in this one, it's the quarterbacks. It's the stars of this, this show right here. It's going to mm-hmm. be the QBs and the receivers – um, both teams, Buffalo particularly stops to run really well. Uh, the Bengals have stopped to run really well over the second half. And really the only time that they're in the top 10, the only time that the Bengals didn't stop to run well was when DJ reader was out. If you look at the games that DJ reader has played in, he's one of the best run stopping, uh, I agree interior linemen in the NFL. So when he's there, it's a big difference. I think James cook, if anybody on value alone, is the one that he's been he's been getting a lot of burn down the stretch. He had a touchdown in last week's game against the Dolphins. I think James Cook is probably looking like the RB1 in Buffalo next season, or at least an increased role from what he had this year. And conversely, I think that means the exact opposite for Devin Singletary. I think he's a free, he's not a free agent. I think he's got to stick around one more year. Um, but James Cook last week, yes, he gets the touchdown, but only averaging 3.3 a carry on 12 carries. So, again, not a lot it's of running vol- room in round one. It's the volume one. that I'm looking at, though. What did um, – did, did you have the, the yeah, totals? Yeah, it, uh, it was uh, 10 for Singletary, 12 for Cook. So, yeah, James so, yes, Cook out, out-carried him, and I think that points towards James Cook probably being the lead guy going forward. At the entry-level price that he's at, especially I, huge, I know that he wasn't drafted right now super high, I think you could get in on James Cook. And if we're looking at a high-powered offense – that really doesn't have any team needs outside of running back, but a guy that they're kind of leaning on a little bit more down the stretch. It looks like James Cook could be the RB1 in Buffalo. I know that they haven't been the best running team uh, as far as the running backs go, but that could change. That's been their MO for ever, I feel like. I honestly think about it, like I guess when Shady McCoy, who's really promising broadcasting career uh, or whatever he's trying to do, um, when he was over there, I feel like he was he was okay, you know. They're solidified RB one, but like outside of that, you think back historically, the Bills have just never had Marshawn Lynch. Oh, that's true. Lynch was they there. Got too. rid of him in like a year to Seattle. Wow. Yeah. No, wow. I, I completely forgot that Marshawn Lynch was a Bill. Yeah, Whew, and, the, and dropped the honestly, ball there. The Packers dropped the ball there because he wanted to go to Green Bay. He was teammates with Rodgers in college at Cal. That's right. And that's right. the Packers wouldn't do it because of character issues. They must have known that he oh, was Oh, there's gonna... character issues, oh, no, but no. he's still a They monster. must have known that he kept Hennessy in his backpack. They also <laughs> must have known that in 15 years down the line, he'd be parked outside of a hotel in Vegas on rims and only rims. And say, what? I didn't do nothing. 
That was one of the most hilarious videos. I'm not, I'm not condoning what he was doing. No, but, no, no. Don't condone what anything Marshawn did. Beast but the, mode. The, the guy is an absolute legend on and off the field. They were like, um, sir, <laughs> you have no tires. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> what, what? Well, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> All right. Moving on to probably if you had to think out loud like I'm doing right now, I'm looking at the Giants' rush defense, and boy, oh, boy, is it bad. You know, it's – 27th in the league. They're giving up almost 140 a game. And in come Miles Sanders, who's had himself a significant year. Uh, Miles Sanders this year, 1,269 yards on the ground, 11 touchdowns. Uh, he's had himself a, a really good year quietly. Again, it's one of those things where you look at that Philadelphia Eagles offense and you're thinking right away, Jalen Hurts. And you're thinking, oh, the trade for A.J. Brown and, oh, Devonta Smith. And, wow, Dallas Goddard's great. I think Miles Sanders doesn't get enough credit for all that he's done for the Eagles and now income a Giants team. Yes, the Giants played well last week and they bottled up Dalvin Cook for the most part. They really did. They, there was a non-factor, a couple chunk plays, nothing big. But like income another beast of an offensive line, income a beat, you know, so if I had to maybe put my finger on the on the one running back in the entire playoffs left, you know, and obviously we'll get into another matchup after this, but like Miles Sanders might be ranked one for me as far as running backs with the eight teams left. CMC. Besides CMC, I would say Miles Sanders is the best running back. Like, I'm trying to put the hex on old Christian Miles McCaffrey. Sanders, look, I think he's been vastly overlooked this year as well. The market value kind of says that he didn't really get much credit for the, what do he have, 20 touchdowns it seems like. He's guy scored two touchdowns a game down the stretch. Well, he definitely got 11 on the ground. So, Well, That's 11 touchdowns, fine. Fine, I was exaggerating anyway, but 11. Here, double-digit touchdowns out of a running back. Still a big thing. And I don't know if he even is higher than he was on his entry-level price this season. I think he's gone down on the year. That's significant, and that's the old app is going to be taken out for that one because I'm going to be very upset if that's the case because that means I I would have lost all opportunities. Well, then again, I didn't lose any opportunities considering the fact that he hasn't moved, so it doesn't really matter if you got in on – Yeah, so he started a year ago today – Miles Sanders is at $11.53 today. Oh, no, he's at eleven fifty three now. A year ago today, he was at thirteen eleven. So he's down for the year. Which Well, me, I'm looking right now. Yeah, so he's at eleven fifty two at uh, January 14th. So if I go back to the beginning of the season, which would be around September, yeah, September 14th, 13th, 12th. So his down on the season, his dip came right after – his dip actually happened right after preseason. So, like, there was a, a significant dip on Miles Sanders. Again, one of those guys that I, I would definitely get in on now against the Giants. Again, I wonder I, if they watched the early show and they were like, oh, he really thinks Gainwell is great. Because I was talking glowingly about <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell or around September, right? right? So That is hilarious. Eagles rushing attack is good. Gainwell gets on the team. Uh, Look, I think, I think that there's a vast overlook on, on the value of Miles Sanders. And I think that the mojo market... He's going to catch up soon, so be in on that now. He's been down for way too long, and he's done so much this season, and he's still not managed to climb back to that price that he started at. I feel like that's a definite buy. They could potentially win the Super Bowl this year. I know you don't want to hear it, but they can. Whatever. Um, it is what it is. Um, where are we going on the other side? Of no, the we're, going to, we're going to go right to Saquon Barkley, which is, by the way, um, you would easily be in consideration for – you know, comeback player of the year. You know what I mean? Like this dude. No, it's going to be CMC. But <laughs> when I look at when I look at Saquon Barkley this year, 
he knows where he's at contract wise. Like he knows that he needs to get that pay. Uh, the payday is coming for him. I think 1,312 yards, 10 touchdowns, uh, 57 catches through the air um, throughout the season. Last week, 53 yards, two touchdowns, five receptions for 56 yards. The dude put up 100 all purpose. Saquon Barkley is the guy that Daniel Jones is going to be looking for when times get tough. You know what I mean? Like, And you said it yesterday when we were talking about Daniel Jones, which, by the way, Horrible edit on my part. We got flamed. Oh, yeah, I got, I flamed. got dragged. Flamed Dave on social did. media on Mojo because we're, we're almost as if we were saying Daniel Jones is better, just overall better than Jalen Hurts. That's not what we were saying. So, wait, um, I just want to hear something real quick. Sure. All right, so Saquon's numbers, what were they? Saquon over the year, 13-12 yeah. on the ground, 10 touchdowns, 57 catches for 338, so about seventeen, almost 1,700 yards all-purpose. And then the postseason scores another two touchdowns. How many, how many attempts did he have? Uh, 295. Wow. All right. That so, has to be his most so of his career. Now I'm looking at Miles Sanders' season. The only thing that he's worse than Saquon in is catches. He has 30 less catches, but he has he's better than him significantly in yards per carry. He's got a more, one more touchdown. and He's, he's got, got about 35. 40. Yeah, 35 more attempts. Barkley does. And 35 le- more yards. Hmm, interesting. Only. All right. So... so it's well, just to give you an example as to yeah. like the value of why my, why I think Miles Sanders is vastly undervalued. I, you could I, you're I'm with you on that. Like there's no there's no if ands or buts about it. The Eagles right in the middle of the pack actually dead middle in against the run where they're giving up just over 120 yards a game. So this could be a nice matchup for Saquon and I think Daniel Jones looks to him a lot on the early going. Again, if the Eagles get off to the start that they typically get off to. Eagles' first half bets this year have been, like, insane. You know what I mean? People yeah. are like, they get off to nice starts. Sometimes they struggle, but when they don't, they're on. They're clicking. But if they do that against the Giants this week, Saquon, I don't want to say he becomes a non-factor because they will abandon the run if they need to come back. But a lot of swing outs Can to I, Saquon um, Barkley. When the ball's in Barkley's hands, the dude's electric. You can't take anything away. Can I give you guys a little bit of a, a, little bit of a sneaky one here? Matt Breida. No. Okay. Boston Scott. <laughs> Again with this. He scores every time against the Giants. He does. He does score every single game against the Giants. Check so the stats. Check the stats. Boston Scott Boston could be your I think he had a three-touchdown game against the Giants in his career. I mean, then yes, he is their father. Yes. <laughs> that's usually how it works. Papa Scott. Papa Scott. Um, so, yeah, that's the Eagles and the Giants. That's exciting. We'll, we'll definitely break it all down tomorrow. Definitely excited about that one. And, of course, last but certainly not least, the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. Those two running backs – Comparable three running backs if you really want to get technical. CMC four running backs if you really want to get technical. It's CMC and Eli Mitchell and Zeke and Pollard. Five now, if you count Debo. Very true. And yeah, and five if you six if you count whatever receiver we decide to do a reverse with and get stuffed for negative two. So take that into consideration as one. well on third and one. Right. Don't <laughs> get me started. Um, Zeke over the course of the year eight seventy six. Tony Pollard gets over the century mark with a thousand. Um, the postseason was rough. Yes, last week Zeke couldn't find anything. I will say this: when it comes to Zeke, he might not be the stat guy anymore, and that's that for me as a fan of the Cowboys. I don't care about that. But if the I Mojo Market does. gives you any credit for pass blocking in this game, then she he'd be up there at the yeah. top of the charts. Um, last week Tony Pollard goes for 15 carries, outrushed Zeke by two. Uh, 77 yards to Zeke's 27. So over 100, including Dak Prescott, obviously, with his runs. They went over 100 against Tampa Bay. 
against San Francisco. It's a whole other ball game. San Fran's ranked, oh boy, second against the run. They're only giving up 80 yards a game. Um, that's very significant. Their corners are their bugaboo right now, so we'll get into all that tomorrow. Their secondary and backside safeties are great. Their corners left to be desired. But when I look at this game, it's got to be a big power day out of the backfield, swinging, passing when when that rush is coming, Bose is coming. Um, unfortunately, a lot of these running backs might be used to clip Bosa first. They might not get into the flat like they'd like to. There's a lot of adjustments to be made, but flip side of the coin, I mean, CMC has had himself one hell of a year, and, and that's one of those multiple weapons they have over there in San Francisco where it's like, who are you going to cover? Okay, cool, you're going to cover him? <laughs> Watch this. We got this guy. So there's a lot, a lot of talent over there. Um, and when I see the San Francisco 49ers do what they did last week against Seattle, you know, it's alarming if you're a Cowboys fan. It I is. think there's going to be a stark difference in terms of the style of play that they face this week with San Francisco. And obviously, I know Tampa Bay's defense has tended to be physical this season, but really it was up and down. They only they only ran the ball seven times against Dallas in the first half. You might see seven rushes in the first drive as a 49ers. True. So be prepared for that, obviously. And I think it really comes down to is 49ers' ability or inability. On both sides of the ball, it's going to be one in the trenches. I think CMC is a buy because, obviously, how could you not be? Look what he's done this season. He's been RB1 basically every other week that he's been a 49er. He's, he's yeah. at least first, second, or third in total points for fantasy. The guy's just been killing it. So, yes, CMC, I'm in on that, and I think they're going to beat him up early with the run. And then check downs are going to be all day. So Dallas is going to have their hands full stopping the run early, and then if they can, that's when they'll be able to have some success if they push Brock Purdy into some passing downs. But I really think they're going to have to sell out against the run. So you got to load the box today. They're, they're going to be yeah. selling out against the run, and they need to be make Brock Purdy beat you, right? Yeah. That's how you're going to have to win this game. Um, I'm not positive that they're going to be able to, but I do think it's going to be a very close game. So um, CMC, I've been Which in Which would mean that the running backs, both running games, will be in this the entire like, way. I, I wasn't in on CMC. I, I called myself out on it a couple times on this show. And then after the third time I called myself out, I said, you know what? I can't keep calling myself out. Let me just go invest. So I have a little bit invested into CMC. Um, and I worry about the Cowboys running game in this one, obviously, because... Cowboys are also 22nd against the run, so that's we not We talked about the stat yesterday. The 49ers, teams that play the 49ers are 0-15 in the week after they play. That's a that's very physical football team that you got over there. So it is. I have a hard time with the closing speed of those defenders to go in on anybody. If I'm in on anybody in this game, and I know we're not really getting an opportunity to talk pass catchers because we're diving directly into the previews tomorrow, um, it's CD. They're not going to really have anybody that could cover him. I like CD. He, they, I've not seen a receiver in football run more drag and crossing routes than CD Lamb runs, and that's what the 49ers struggle with, you know, crossing over into zones. CD and the offensive line have to be in sync here, <laughs> and Dak, because as those <laughs> yeah. dra long drag routes take take time to develop, uh, Dak could be on his back. But I'm going to be in on CD for the Cowboys tentatively. Because I am going to pick a player. We'll talk about that tomorrow. To but yes, I mean that's if the running back situation in Dallas right now against the 49ers. I, I, yeah, it tough. doesn't see. It seems a little murky. When you see um, the 49ers defense, it looks like there's like an eight yard gain to be had. You know, they oh man, they got. But they their broke, closing speed is incredible. The closing speed yeah. is insane. And you know what, insane. Dallas? I tell you right now, Dallas has struggled to make just in last week alone and most of the time this season. The open field tackle, man. Every one-yard gain turns into a four-yard gain all of a sudden. You're like, what the hell? You had him dead to rights. What's happening? So CMC, I expect him to have a better game 
than the guys on the outside. I do. I know that sounds crazy considering, you know, the the cornerback woes of the Cowboys, but I think CMC has himself a fine game. I think Brock Purdy looks his way a lot uh, because of the fact that the pass rush will be in his face. Um, so expect Christian McCaffrey and a whole lot of him. So that's your running back comparisons for this divisional round. And CD. Saturday, Sunday, and CD Lamb out of the backfield. Um, so do yourself a favor right now and follow the old social medias. That's right. The same place that we got crushed on yesterday based off our takes right here on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Mojo, M-O-J-O. Join the Discord, all right? Do that because you'll find out who people are going long on, who people are going short on. Also, sign up right now. You can do this on, uh, you can check out Mojo.com for more information about it, but you can sign up to be the one of the first persons or people to try out this this uh, prop bet liquid thing. They're in kind of like a beta phase right now, so we don't really want to dive too far into it because it could be very, very, very lucrative for people if they think that certain guys are going to have just over a certain amount of yards. So it's it's a fun way to actually pay attention to the games itself individually rather than investing guys' long-term careers, almost like a prop bet, right? I mean, it makes sense. So you can do that starting soon. They're testing it over the weekend, so it's going to be a very fun time. Uh, hopefully... You know, you're smart with your money, and you've made some money courtesy of us every day. We've been here for, I think, 87 times now, if I'm thinking about this correctly. So we've done a lot of research over here at the Mojo Market. We're trying to put some bucks in your pocket uh, going forward. So got anything else for today? Go, Pat, go. I mean, that's that doesn't count. So <laughs> Dave Sturgeo and, of course, Chris Gucci and A5 behind the glass here at Chop Studios. This has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We're back here tomorrow for a full preview. It's our last stop before we get to divisional round Sunday. And then before you know it, Monday morning, we're coming in here, and there's going to be four teams left in the NFL. And God willing, one of them will be the Dallas Cowboys. I'm starting to psych myself out of this game. I really am. I'm just like, there's no way, right? There's no way that's possibly happened. But there's definitely a way. There's really? definitely a way. There's multiple way. ways. There's a way. There's a way. When there's a will. They got like a 40% chance. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. The world is on San Francisco right now. Well. They are. The the money? The money's not. The money's on Dallas because of the spread. Yeah. But the world yeah. are picking the 49ers to win this game. It's time to get a little revenge from last year. That'll do it. We'll see you guys tomorrow.